Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life.
got a new car. I've had such bad car troubles for so long, and now I finally have a car that runs. I didn't want to talk about it all week because I didn't want to jinx it, but today I drove it off the lot, and I actually have a functioning car. So thanks to everybody that helped me out. That's all to say, you don't care about my car. I'm just in a really good mood right now because I finally got wheels. So we're going to have a great show. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We got a pretty good Thursday routine going right now, and we're going to do it again. We'll get things started with our uh, Where Are They Now series with our Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, Krista Redpath, in studio. And we'll be joined this week in our Where Are They Now series by Cass bauer Billadu. She was the uh, one of the great players in Montana State's history. She was the best player on their first ever NCAA tournament team, a former Big Sky MVP and multiple-time All-American and one of Heisham's finest. So we'll be looking forward to catching up with Cassie, what she's got going on. Uh, interesting story, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. We'll do that for most of the first hour here. Then hour number two, Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, will swing by. And we got some fun laughs for you. Of course, plenty of gossip that I don't partake in at all, but Carolyn always gives us an update. It is entertaining. And then we'll talk some baseball as well. Inside the Dugout with Jeff Safford, a great podcast. You should go subscribe to it. We have our latest excerpt of that podcast coming up. And also Jeff will uh, join us to give us a little preview of what's going on for the second half of the Missoula Paddleheads season. Of course, Jeff is the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, so uh, doing a great job for us. A lot of time on the road this time of year for that guy, uh, but he's been doing a great job. So go check out that podcast if you are interested. Learning some of the stories behind the guys that are playing for uh, Missoula's professional minor league baseball team. So there you go. Quit, pretty quick and easy when it comes to the show outlook today. You want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We'll dive in right now to our Where Are They Now series with Cass bauer Billadu. But first, Chris Redpath in studio with us. we got to say thanks once again uh, to Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. I was actually down there uh, earlier today. Game plan on some football stuff with our uh, great friend Andy, Angie Miller of uh, Ryan and Miller. Uh, I enjoyed it because Angie is much like me and much like you as well, where we have our piles of paper everywhere. You know I feel comfortable with paper. We, we, uh, we, we get it done, I promise. Everybody's always like, what are you, why you got all this stuff? I was like, I promise. I go through these piles of paper all the time, and I dispose of them. I just make new piles. So appreciate it all of Angie's piles. I know she's a very busy gal, so we really uh, appreciate her for, for always making time uh, for us. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Coulter. It's good to be back. We had a little hiatus from the show, and feeling good. I've got one son over in Rome, Italy right now, competing wow. in the World Olympiad History Bowl. So cool. Um, and so that's pretty neat that he's over there. And another one just finished Hellgate High School football camp, getting ready to get going into football here. 42 days until the NFL starts. I heard an even crazier one. It's 102 days until the Cacarys rivalry football game. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, even even just saying that football is right around the corner is awesome, but the fact that the, the, uh, the ultimate rivalry in the Treasure State is almost uh, single digits, I guess double digits, but uh, less than 100 days away. Uh, pretty wild. Speaking of somebody that played in the uh, greatest rivalry in the West, time for our next guest in our Where Are They Now series with Chris Redpath. We're joined now on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line by Cass bauer Billadu. She was an all-time great Montana State women's basketball player in the early 1990s and a native of Heisham, Montana. Cass, thanks so much for taking some time with us. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me on today. 
Well, let's just start at the beginning, I guess, the, the here and now. Where are you at in the world? What's been going on? Just give people an update on what's going on with you right now. Uh, well, currently, um, we live in Kennewick, Washington. Um, I am with, we have twin boys. Uh, both of them are playing college basketball. Right now, they're home training. Actually, one's, one's back at Oregon State because he has mandatory training for a month, and he'll be back. And the other one's training here the Tri-Cities, and then with our daughter, and my husband and I are both living here. We've been here for about, gosh, I think we're coming on, I think we're 13 years, almost 13 years here in the Tri-Cities. This is awesome. Cass, it's so great to talk with you. I'm just thrilled. I've been trying to get you, and I've been kind of stalking you for a couple years on this. Uh, So, so thrilled to have you. And it's great. You know, talk about your boys. You've got one that's north about five hours and one that's south about five hours of a drive. So, they're within driving distance, which is really nice, but followed in your footsteps with the hoops. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty fun. Last year, we put on a lot of miles on the car. Um, and we tried to see as much as we could. And it, it's really fun watching them uh, kind of do what they want to do and explore their passion and um, just kind of go after it. So one son at Oregon yeah. State, where's the other son at? Uh, the other son's at Skagit Valley. Um, it's community college up in Mount Vernon, Washington. They have a great coach there. Um, that program is pretty stable. So it's been a good fit for him to to come in and develop even further. Well, very cool. Yes, Gadget Valley has a great baseball program as well. So that, I know there's been a lot of guys from, from around Montana that have got out there and, and uh, tried their hand there. Uh, so give people an update on just sort of your your time on the way to the Tri-Cities. What, first of all, what brought you guys to the Tri-Cities and, and what happened uh, leading up to that? Oh, my gosh. Um, that might take the whole hour, so I'll give you a preview. <laughs> um, my husband, I married a professional hockey player. We kind of have lived all around the U.S. Um, I lived overseas a little bit, too, as well. But um, we landed in the Tri-Cities. Uh, I was a, a nurse, an ER ICU nurse, can basically go and work anywhere in the country. And my husband actually was coaching after he was done playing um, hockey. He then went into the coaching realm and he had an opportunity to coach with the Tri-City Americans, which is WHL junior team. And so we came out to the Tri-Cities. I actually have one brother. He's the oldest in the family. And, um, and, um, he he said, hey, this would be great for you to come out as well. So we came out to the Tri-Cities. My husband worked for the Americans for a few years, and uh, I started working for Cadillac Regional Medical Center. Uh, they talked me into doing outreach um, and business development and, and going away from bedside, but it's, it's been a really great fit for me. Brett Billadu, uh, Cass Bauer, uh, Billadu's husband, by the way, for those that are wondering who the pro hockey player is, I, uh, I, I read, I read his whole Wikipedia today. He, he traveled a lot uh, during his career, uh, a lot of different places, a lot of different stops. So, uh, how did you guys first yeah. meet, and, and, and what was that like early in your relationship when you're going all over the place? Well, I hate to say it, but in good Montana fashion. Um, we met in a sports bar actually in Chicago, but we met, <laughs> we just, I was in my first year pro. Um, 
and he was in his he was playing in his fifth year. I happened to be there. My uh, sister Emily uh, was coaching in Green Bay at the time for women's basketball, and I was over visiting her while I was in my first year pro, pro playing for Columbus Quest. Um, and we and they were playing in the area as well, and we actually met in the sports bar, so that was pretty amazing. We had a long distance relationship pretty much the whole time that we were uh, dating. Uh, he was playing in the in in the winter, and I was as well because I was in the ABL at that time. And so we just had a long distance relationship. We uh, it was old fashioned. We would write letters, talk on the phone, um, oh, and I love when that. we would get. Break- <laughs> I still have those letters, if you will, but yeah, pretty amazing. Um, but a lot of, lot of dedication to have that long-distance relationship, but we had a lot in common. We both grew up in tiny towns. I grew up in Heisham. He grew up in a little tiny town in Alberta, Clyde, Alberta. Um, I think when he was growing up, it was around 300 people, so we had a lot of similarities. Yeah, I think there's, um, what, 278 people in Heisham <laughs> as of last year? It was... Yeah, I- Recording the population. Yeah. I love it. Um, I think when I was growing up, it was 500. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's down to two, close to 300 or whatnot. So, yeah, we had a lot in common Um, and both playing professional. So, it was good. He's been all over the country. And, honestly, my career took me a lot of different places as well, my basketball career. Cass Miller Bill will do joining us here on our Where Are They Now series. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Uh, during her time as Cass Bauer, one of the great Montana State women's basketball players of all time. Ryan and Miller Law is a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. The firm handles cases across the state of Montana, and they focus in specific areas of the law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation possible. Ryan and Miller provides uh, automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Appreciate Ryan and Miller for their presenting sponsorship of our Where Are They Now series uh, all summer long. Let's take it back to the beginning then, Cass. Uh, tell us just about growing up in Heisham. Uh, we love the small-town feel of this. I think it's so cool how many especially great women's basketball players have come out of tiny Montana towns. Uh, so tell us just about your time growing up in Heisham. What was it like when you were a kid? You know, it was, you growing up in a small town, I don't, I, you can't really put the value on it. I think it, it the community comes together. It's safe. Um, you have opportunities, uh, maybe a little different than in a bigger school. It, when I, I was in band, I was in choir, I, you name it, across the board. You have opportunities to really explore everything that's available. Um, gosh, I grew up on a farm and ranch, and so we actually learned the value of hard work pretty pretty quick. It took all of us doing all the different chores to make make it run, right? Make it work. And just, I don't know, I have lasting relationships and such good, fond memories of everything within Heisham. Um, you know, I've encountered so many people uh, throughout my career that really say, oh gosh, we have to get to the big city to be able to make it. And And my husband and I constantly tell people, no, you don't. If you, if you really have what it takes, they are going to find you. Now, is it going to take a little bit more to find you? Yes. And you have to think outside the box to, maybe to get the opportunities. But if there's talent there, um, they're going to find you in a small town. And it just brings 
um, so many wonderful things and opportunities in the small town. I mean, gosh, um, it, it just was wonderful. I had a wonderful childhood. I, I can't say more about it. Um, the coaches and just going into, you know, the sports within the town, um, everyone supports it. That's like the gathering place. That's what you go to do. You know, you go to the basketball games, you go to the football games. It's just an incredible sense of family, just not with sports, but everything like the, the plays and you name it across the board, whatever there is, the community comes together to support in good times and in bad. Um, when there's tragedy within the town, I mean, everyone comes together. So you just can't put, you can't speak enough about, growing up in a small town and just um, what that was like. So Cass, talk a little bit about your family, your siblings. You come from a pretty big family. Um, talk about their influence. And I know you're close with your family. Do they still yeah. live in Hysham or are they around the Montana area? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to six. There's um, my brother, like I said, he lives now here in the Tri-Cities. And then there's five of us girls. All five of us girls ended up playing college basketball. Different levels. The The first three played at NAIA. And then my sister and I both played at Montana State. Um, we live all over the country. Uh, my my family sold the farm ranch. Gosh, I can't even remember what year it was. I want to say it was not shortly after I graduated. Um, and... And so we don't have any family in Hysham any longer. Uh, my mom, my parents moved to Billings. My, my father passed away in 1997. My mom continues to live there until about six years ago. She moved to the Tri-Cities, so she's here now. That's great um, to have her close. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You know, she's, we have always been a sports family. Our whole lives probably revolved around sports. If we weren't doing jobs, you know, um, our chores on the farm or whatnot, we really, um, our, a lot of our family time and some of our best memories were really around sports. And so um, being the youngest and having the youngest grandkids, my mom moved out here and she really wanted to be part of their lives and be able to follow them around. So that's just been an absolute blessing. But I have a, uh, a couple of them in Texas. My sister Elena that played at Montana State, her family lives in Texas. Um, her, her son actually plays in the NFL, and um, her her daughter is now a mom, so that's been to watch them. Uh, my sister Emily and her husband live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My sister Stephanie, that's right um, above Emily <laughs> in line. If we go in line, I'm going. Um, she lives in Austin, Texas with her husband. And uh, my sister Michael, she is... Um, She's the one that lives in Montana, so we love going back because we all love to go to Montana, and that's kind of our meeting spot now that my mom moved to the Tri-Cities when we go back to Montana. And um, she has two daughters, and they have kids, and they're in the next chapter of life. Um, but my niece did run track at Montana State, so that's, that's pretty fun. And then my brother and his family... Um, live here in the Tri-Cities. Actually, his kids are all gra are close to being graduated from college and they're on their next chapter of life. That's a lot to keep track of. Casper Harbillajou joining <laughs> us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Uh, first of all, just quickly, 
Uh, who's your nephew that plays in the NFL? That's an interesting tidbit. Um, Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner, he's an edge rusher for the Saints. Wow. He was actually drafted in the first round in, in 2020. Yeah, totally know who he is. Uh, great player, outstanding potential, so very cool. I'm sure you guys are very proud of him. Uh, I want to go back, though. Uh, one thing that's so fascinating to me is we've done about a half a dozen of these so far this summer. We did a whole summer series last year as well. And so often there's a common, there's a couple of common themes. Growing up rurally, like we just talked about, but also sort of with an agricultural background, a hardworking background. Yeah. And then also big families. And a lot of times the youngest siblings are the ones that make it the biggest, right? So, I mean, how much do you think those two factors just influenced you, especially your development as an athlete? Well, you know what? It was. It, that's what we had to do to survive. I mean, it was competition the whole time. It was probably a competitive wanted, household. <laughs> getting, getting food at the table. I mean, it's kind of, you learn really fast. You're the youngest, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, you kind of pay your dues, and um, it is competitive. You're the one that's being knocked down early, and you got to be resilient and get up. And, and, and I think the value for me and being the youngest is I watched all my siblings. Um, I learned from everything. Like I, I was a sponge. I would, I would learn and then want more. And um, that competitive spirit and probably the hard work, like you said, just we got up early and we all had chores and we did them before school, um, after school. We, our parents didn't have to tell us that we needed to, to do those chores, we knew that that was our job. And I mean, we all had to contribute to be successful. So we did it. It, it was um, an expectation and we rose to that and um, took, took pride. But yeah, I think being able to learn from all my siblings and, and it was competitive environment, loving, but competitive. But um, I say, yeah, if we wanted food at the table, we had to fight for that. But that's not true. I mean, honestly, we my mom was an incredible cook. We always had a lot of food. Um, but but seriously, just said from all their um, success has has contributed to me. Did you to have- go on and have prayer? Did you have some mean one-on-one games in the driveway or back out behind the barn? I mean, was there some competitive um, just spirit in your family that helped influence you, Cass? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, uh, that was with everything, honestly. We we played on the gumbo in the front farmyard and um, yeah, I was the youngest. My sister's 10 years older than me. Can you just imagine? I mean... He put me on the ground. I mean, they put me on the ground a lot. Um, single-handedly, my sister, my senior year, I tell this story a lot. Or not my senior year. Her senior year, her fifth year senior, because she redshirted one year in college. And then my my freshman year coming in Montana State, she put me on my butt every day of practice. Every, every day. I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. She would tell you the same the coaches would tell you that too, but yes, that was, um, that nothing was going to come easy within our family. Um, they were going to make you tough. Um, they, 
there was no crying. It's like, you know what? Get up, get, dust yourself off, and get back at it. Like, we're not having it. That's just, that's how it was spirited in our family. Well, I love that. Cass Ballard, Billadu, joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. So then you get to your high school days. You have a great high school career. Uh, when did it first start uh, occurring to you, though, that you might be able to chase basketball at a higher level and, and chase Division One dreams? You know, I think it was um, when I was younger and watching my sister, like I said, my sister, Michael, uh, she played for Carroll College, watching her be able to go to Carroll College and be successful. I mean, I was pretty young. So, of course, I w- was looking up to my siblings and saying, wow, I wonder if I can do that, too. Um, we saw it as a means of of being able to get a college education as well. So, ed- you know, education was incredibly important to us in our family. We, My parents wanted better for us and um, wanted us all to get college education. So, um, basketball was a means for um, us to have some financial help to, so we weren't drowning in debt and be able to go get a college education. So I think that was our, my goal early on. Um, and then watching the next sister, you know, go and play college ball. I mean, I, I had a lot to look up to and, and, um, and really live up to, um, which drove me, it drove me every day, right? So I, I, I wanted to be as good as them and, um, and, and, and I wasn't sure where I'd land, but when my sister Elena went to Montana state, I think, um, that's when I thought maybe I could go division one. Do you remember, do you remember the first time, uh, Judy Spolster or anybody from her staff showed up at Heisham or, or just take us through when you were, uh, first started getting recruited by the cats? Um, You know, I have to tell you this. I was tall, so it kind of opened the doors. I mean, it opened different doors for me than maybe opened for other folks, right? So I I came from, we're all tall in our family. I ended up being the tallest girl. I think I was a sophomore. Actually, I think I was a sophomore in high school um, when I first started getting recruited. And so... um, yeah, but different doors open, like I said. Different doors open because I was, I was taller. So I attribute it to that as well. So, Cass, were the Lady Grizz ever in the mix, or was it just all Montana State from the beginning? Or were you thinking, hey, maybe I want to go out of state? Um, or was it just um, Montana State just because your sister was there and that's where you were going to go? Well, no, Robin was in the picture. Like, Robin would come and sit in the stands in, at high from high, so that was kind of... <laughs> That was fun. So he, no, he did come down and recruit. Um, and I, uh, I looked at a couple of things, you know, it, it, with Montana state and my sister being there, it, it pulled me, it pulled me more to Montana state, but, um, I had these discussions with our kids as well, but, you know, Christy, you know, this, you played for the lady Grizz. I, if, if I was going to go to Montana, I was going to be sitting for a while because there was so much talent there. So I honestly was going to be sitting for probably a number of years until it was my time to be able to get into the mix. Um, Montana State was at a point where I could go in and um, 
I looked at this when I talked to the coaches and I probably could make a difference quicker. And, and my goal was really to be able to make a difference in that program and, and to help take it to a different level. So that's, that's where my, that's where my drive and my decision came in. Um, yes, it, it helped that my sister was there, but I, I really did want to, um, help build that program. Cass Bauer Billadu joining us here live on Nuana is Now. It's our Where Are They Now series. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. At Ryan and Miller Law, they truly care about their clients and their community. It's important to their firm that they help local Montanans and surrounding communities. Every year, Ryan and Miller finds ways to give back to this community and all of Western Montana. The list of organizations they support it's it's hundreds of, of organizations long, and uh, they do such a great job of giving back. Uh, you mentioned that your younger boy, Oliver Krista, is over in Rome right now, and I know that Ryan and Miller helped with the, the Quiz Bowl they team. Did. They sponsored the the Washington Middle School Quiz Bowl team. So that, they've helped numerous organizations and sports teams, Hellgate High School football, Sentinel football. I mean, Paul Ryan and Angie Miller, just true community leaders that really give back. I think on their website, it's close to like 253 organizations that they have contributed to locally here in Missoula, which is really special. Very impressive. More with Cass Bauer-Billadu, including plenty of stories from her days in Bozeman. One of the (laughs) first great Bobcat women's basketball players helped lead the Bobcats to their first ever NCAA tournament appearance. That's next. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Radio. Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. You're listening to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in, appreciate you for being here. Uh, a, kind of a Thursday height of summer staple now, or Where Are They Now series, presented by Ryan and Miller. Your Montana attorneys, Chris Redpath, our women's basketball uh, lead analyst, in studio with us. And on the Rangers Brothers Army phone line, we have Cass Bauer Billadu. She's one of Heisham's finest, as well as a Montana State former All American there for the Bobcats, who then played uh, professionally both in the ABL and the WNBA. It's fun catching up uh, with Cass. She's coming to us from her home there in uh, Tri Cities, Washington. So fun uh, hearing what's been going on. Uh, Cass, Let's talk more about your, your time there at Montana State that I thought what you said was interesting. You know, at that time, for for young ladies out of Montana, uh, the Lady Grizz had this already established uh, sort of bar of success at Montana State uh, was was building, but then you guys were able to really take it over the top there at MSU. So uh, how did you see the program grow uh, during your time in Bozeman? How were you guys able to sort of come to this great peak going to the NCAA tournament for the first time? You know, um I, I think we had some stability with coaches, um, you know, Judy Spolster coming in. Um, and I think the prior coach, um, he did a nice, Gary, it's Gary Schwartz was actually in before Judy. And I think Gary did a nice job too of being able to start to, to grab some talent. Um, you know, Montana basically would get most all of the Montana girls, uh, I, I think our class, when we came in, Skip Spencer and and Sam Fleskel, uh came out of Class D schools in Montana, so that was fun that we all came in together. So shout out to more of the smaller, um, you know, the small towns within Montana. Um, I and I think what happened is 
we started to shift a little bit, getting some talent and bringing in some junior college, um, some, you know, different levels from out of state as well. Um, and we really just set like high, you know, big goals. I think Judy did a nice job. This is one thing that I want to highlight with her. She did a good job of building a culture of, of teen and family. Um, she used to make us laugh. She was, she was kind of goofy. She would do funny things and whatnot, but we always looked at different opportunities to build. It wasn't just on our on-court time. We did other things that really built us into a family and a culture. I think we needed that to be able to kind of get over, um, over the top uh, within the program. It's one thing to be, you know, good on the court, but I think you're better on the court when you have, you know, somebody that, you know, has your back off the court and you enjoy spending time with them. So I think that actually helped us within our program as we continue to get talent. We really just persevered and, and, and we really were close and, and like a family. What was the biggest uh, learning curve for you when you first got to college? I mean, coming from class C is always going to be a huge jump, but what, what was it for you? What did you have to sort of acclimate to or overcome? Well, you know what? I, I came to college and I was, I think it was 6'3", and I weighed 150 pounds. Um, I, I just wasn't physically, I was so, I was weak. Um, so the biggest thing was the jump of the physicality of the game. Like I said, my sister knocked me down every day. Um, she played a very, um, power game. I, I was the young, or I was the only freshman post player coming in. Um, I believe there were like four seniors that played in my position. So it wasn't just my sister that took turns. It was, it was everyone that really actually helped mold me into the player that I was. I mean, it wasn't fun being knocked down, but beauty of it is, is that you get back up and you're stronger to be able to make it through it. So I have to attribute a lot of that um, to them because I learned early and you learn quick, but I really think the physicality of the game for me um, and, and the pace is different. So you do adjust to that as you jump to the next level from, from class D to division one. I, I mean, there really was for me, the physicality. I mean, you get stronger, you're in the weight room, you have workouts. I mean, they're there with you the whole way. Um, and then just the pace, the pace of it. And, um, it, it's different, but it, it's good. You adjust, you adjust pretty quickly. You, you I, certainly, I mean, you certainly adjusted quickly. All-conference player uh, pretty much by the time you're a sophomore and then an All-American by the time you're a junior and senior, so pretty impressive. I think the defensive <laughs> side, too, Cass, is always challenging, right? Because in, in, yeah. in high school, we're all we're not necessarily recruited for our defense, I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but you what? get into no, that college level, and that is a big jump because you're absolutely right, that it, physicality, and there's so much to learn, yeah. the learning curve of everything, and um, you know, I, some of these names that you just mentioned, Sam Floss and Steph Spencer, who I absolutely just look up to as well, all three of you just being great role models, too, around the state and getting to play with you guys in Shoto and Augusta. We were in a few tournaments that you asked me to play in when I was just a really skinny uh, high schooler from Great Falls High. Um, I think it was Chad Getton that also, you know, we, we all played together, but it was really fun. But those were some great yeah. teammates that you had. Um, that you grew together. Do you still stay in touch with a lot of your teammates now? We do. You know, we, we Facebook quite a bit. Matter of fact, I just talked 
to uh, to Sam. I we were close. I'm I was close with her parents, and she lost her dad a few years ago. So we we kind of raised a glass to him um, each year. So yeah, like to stay in touch. Um, you know, Steph Spencer is now living in California, and so we're in different. You know, good thing for social media. That's how we. Isn't that great? Um, keep up I love with, that. Yeah, it is. It is great. It, it's really great. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Krista, going back to the defense, um, you know, I that was the physicality. Um, honestly, uh, I in high school, I wasn't really ever up against players that were as tall as me. Right. So I then was put up against uh, players that were taller and bigger and stronger so you learn quick i mean come on i was up against ann lake (laughs) (laughs) and and you know jill frolic i mean there's a number of players but you're up against people that are is as tall or if not taller i mean boise state had um barbanova and some of the other girls i mean i they i think they were like six 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 and they outweighed me by i mean quite a bit. I mean, you learn to be tough quick. Um, if you don't, you really don't play. So you either figure it out or, or you sit on the bench, right? So you have to learn that aspect of it quick. Cass Ballard-Billiger joining us here on our Where Are They Now series. She's a former Montana State and professional uh, women's basketball player. Our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller has over 30 years of legal experience they approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures they're always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get their clients the justice they deserve. You can reach them by phone 24-7 anytime. They have a free answering service for you. 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. Uh, Cass, you guys continue to build there uh, during your career, and then uh, it culminated in the first NCAA tournament bid in Montana State women's basketball history. And that's become sort of the standard now at MSU. They've climbed to such a high level within the Big Sky Conference. But what, what about that team? How are you guys able to have the sense of belief to, to sort of make history and, and go to the big dance for the first time? Well, we battled Montana that year. Ooh. I mean, we had some good ones. Um, uh, Boise was in the mix, too, with those two taller girls. They also had um, Montana State's coach, Trish Bader, she was Trish Bader at the time at, at Boise, now Trish Benford, um, that we went up against. And, uh, gosh, you know, we had some some good battles. Oof. Knockdown dragouts. And it really was, it was a flip of a coin, actually. Crystal will probably tell you. It was a flip of a coin um, to see who was going to host the tournament. Um, luckily, we we went tails never failed. And, yes. Um, we. Yeah, do you remember that, Chris? Oh, I do. I, I do remember. And I also, Tom Schultz has become a good friend of mine over the years and just yeah. really look to him for professional guidance that we spend a lot of time visiting. And he has given me the play-by-play of that, and it just gives you the chills. But being able to run back into Worthington Arena and in, in front of a, a, a packed arena and say that, you know, we're staying here, that uh, kind of just gives you the chills when you think about it. It, it was pretty crazy. Um Judy ran out, and then she came back and said, well, she came back in twice. I think Tom told you that. Yes. She's like, what should I call? And we're like, tails never fails. 
And so she runs back and then she calls tails. And then the whole crowd actually stayed there until the decision was made. That's so neat. That's the poor. Yeah. And you know, when we first, when I first started at Montana state, we probably didn't have that big a crowd, but by the end of my career there at Montana state, I mean, we had some amazing, I mean, dedicated fans, not that they weren't, it just was a smaller pool. It became much bigger pool, which was so fun, which was really great. What's yeah. your favorite or, or uh, most vivid memory of when you guys then went to the NCAA tournament? We went up against UW. Um, and uh, you know who I went up against? Uh, Paulo Bancaro's mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's actually who I went up against. So, Talking about uh, a different level of physicality, you know, this is this is Pac-12. I think it was Pac-10 at the time, but Pac-12 player, she's she's pretty incredible player. So the physicality, even jumping to that next level, was um, eye-opening for all of us. We we ended up losing that game, but just being able to represent and go in and and have that opportunity was one that I'll never forget. Cast Bauer Billard is joining us here on our Where Are They Now series. This Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. Uh, tell us about your professional time. Then it, it's such a fascinating time in the sort of the arc of women's basketball. Now we kind of take the WNBA, and not for granted, but we, it, it's just such a normalized thing. You know, WNBA has been around now for for twenty six years, but the WNBA was not around when you were coming out. So you actually spent the first uh, couple years of your professional career uh, in the ABL. So just take us through. How did your first sort of transition into pro basketball? How did the opportunity arise, and, and uh, what did you think of of playing in, in a league before the WNBA was created? Well, you know, we were the pioneers, I guess. Um, so uh, there's some responsibility that comes with that. It was a great opportunity. You know, I was working as a nurse. Um, I was just finishing up um, when actually Tom uh, Schultz uh, gave me my basketball resume. I'd been out. Um, I finished in 94. In 96, they said the tryouts are happening uh, you need to put in your basketball resume and we're going to let you know where you fall um, to be able to come to the tryouts. The tryouts were in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I fell to the B group, um, which turned out to be the best thing for me. But um, they invited, gosh, I think there was about 500 people that they invited to come in. Um, the first group were like... Um, you know, NAI, maybe smaller, smaller schools that came in, pretty great athletes. Um, and they had cut it down quite a bit by the time we arrived. We were three days, three days, uh, or three practices a day. They were grueling, um, but, but good. And then you would go after every practice to see if you made it to the next, um, the next cut. And, um, it, it, I, they ended up taking a pool. I think it was somewhere between 55. They whittled it down to 55 to, to 75 players. I ended up making it. And then from there I was, I, I was drafted in the fifth round out of 10 rounds to, to Columbus. Um, but those experiences, I have to tell you, wow. Whew. Um, being knocked out and, um, scrapping around actually came in handy because that all those things that I went through, um, in life, and I don't mean those as negative. I mean, those are 
all those things that try us in life actually prepare you for something else. You don't necessarily know what it is at the time. You know you're going to come out on the other side, but I have to tell you, all the things that I have been through and I see them as an opportunity, I don't see them as anything negative. Man, they prepare you to be successful in a situation that I was put in there to be able to come out and um, come ahead. So I just, every time people look at, and, and I do talk about this quite a bit, but when people talk about um, bad things that happen in their life are negative. I, I just always try to turn it to say, wow, you're, you're going through this because there's, there's going to be a reason and you're going to come out on the other side and it's going to prepare you for the next thing in life that comes your way. And you're going to be able to sail out over it a little bit easier because you're going to be able to draw from all those things that you've learned. And so, um, that, that whole experience is so vivid for me. Um, but pretty amazing at the same time. Well, wise words and to I, be sure. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was pretty pretty amazing. There was girls that were already earmarked to go in um, that 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 were good enough, um, like from the Olympic team that didn't have to try out, as you can imagine. So um, there were a number folks that were already on teams and then the rest of us were drafted out. So Cassie played four years in the WNBA. What, what decided, was it moving on to the next phase in your life that you decided to hang up basketball or was it, Hey, my body is just done. I'm ready to start this new phase. Um, you know, I ended up playing, I would say it's probably close to seven years pro. I played mm-hmm. two and a half in the ABL. I went over and played in Hungary in the interim and then came into the WNBA. WNBA significant amount of years 40. professionally. Yeah. My, you know, um, my third year, oh, I, um, I injured my knee. I never had my a knee injury in, in college. Um, I injured my knee and had to undergo surgery. And then the following year I had to undergo another surgery and, um, I need a knee replacement now. Um, my doctors are trying to hold off so I can, uh, a few more years. So I don't, um, have one yet, but honestly, it was the fact that my body actually, um, my knee, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up at the level that I needed to keep up because I had massive swelling, I was bone on bone in my lateral aspect of my knee and um, I just, I just couldn't compete at that level. So I, I needed to, to retire and be done. Cass Bauer, Billadu, or where are they now, sir, is presented by Ryan and Miller. Cass, last couple things for you then. Uh, the, the game of women's basketball in general has grown so much and, yeah. You know, I mean, like we were just saying, the WNBA didn't even exist when you were first coming out. And now, you know, it's it's sort of a staple. And, and when it comes to Montana State, your alma mater, that program has grown to great heights and, and sort of unprecedented heights lately with how successful they have been and how many championship banners they've won. So what have you thought of just the, the way that all the things that you've been connected through through basketball have grown over this last quarter century or so? It's been so fun to watch. Um, and support. Um, Trish is doing a great job at Montana State, and it's always... I rally for all the teams, actually. Of course, I'm going to root for Montana State over Montana, but... As you should. 
<laughs> right. But being away when a Montana girl, I mean, it you pull for all Montana people. I mean, truly I do. I when I run into folks um in my everyday life when I'm traveling for work or whatever and and they're from Montana, right away I have to go talk to them and see where they grew up and do we know common people and you know, so that's it's always fun. So my roots are pretty deep in with Montana and that love. Um but watching uh, them become so successful has been pretty incredible. Just the support in um, women's athletics and what has happened at Montana State. I mean, gosh, it just, it makes you pretty proud. And then, you know, I, I really felt a sense of responsibility. We laughed back when we came into the ABL and the WNBA laughing that we were old and, you know, we were the pioneers. But, you know, we gave an opportunity um for little girls to dream big too. And so um, it's pretty pretty great to see the support for the WNBA now and I and and you know being on television all the time and and there really is so many opportunities. So it's gosh, it I don't know. I I don't know how to describe it other than um, it's amazing, and I feel honored to have had the opportunity to be a part of it in the beginning um, and to be able to continue to support moving forward. Well, it's so great, and we appreciate you spending so much time with us. It was outstanding, and uh, we love talking to you, so thanks so much for being here, Cass. Thank you, Cass. Thanks so much for for having me. It, it was really wonderful to connect, and uh, take care. There you go. Cass bauer do. One of the greatest players of Montana State University history of women's basketball and also more than seven years professionally afterwards. Uh, what fun stories. I, I hope these are inspiring to people because it really does show you you could come from anywhere. I mean, again, Heisha, Montana is population like 400 people when Cass was growing up there, and she went all the way to the WNBA, so you can certainly uh, accomplish a great many things. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. we got our community spotlight and a couple thoughts on the big sky next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. It would have been the greatest thing ever for me or the worst thing ever if I would have been of a formative age in the 1970s. But I knew I would have had a lot of fun. Let's just say that. Me at a disco, that could have gone a lot of different ways. Who has now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for tuning in here on this Thursday afternoon. Our Where Are They Now series continues. Chris Redpath in studio with me, our women's basketball lead analyst, as well as a great guest. If you missed anything from her, you want to check it out again. Cass Bauer-Billadu, one of the all-time greatest Montana State women's basketball players. And what perspective on coming from a tiny town in Montana? You heard this story before? It's pretty tried and true. And going all the way to the highest level of women's basketball, really fun. Uh, we got to say thanks to Ryan and Miller for their continued support of our Where Are They Now series. And also, though, each... Uh, week we do this. We also feature a community spotlight. Community spotlight consistently brought to us 
by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage is your local hometown lender. If you're looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate or use your home's equity for an exciting new project, make sure to call Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's communities statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. A uh, fun community spotlight this week. It, it's uh, a mutual friend of ours, Linda Weiler-Jacobson. Linda was a great uh, Lady Grizz player uh, around the same time that Krista was playing. Same exact years, they, Walter. There you go. And uh, she has a, this cool new endeavor, LWJ Productions and Recruiting Consulting. I'm loving following this stuff on social media because for me, as somebody that covers high school sports, this is something it just keeps me in the loop. I know what all the great players in Montana are doing, their stats. I get to watch the videos. It's, it's awesome. So uh, good job by Linda for getting this thing going. Well, and this spotlight is definitely dear to my heart because Linda has worked so hard at this uh building this company um, to provide high school athletes who desire to play in college resources and consulting which provide the opportunity to get seen and build these relationships with college coaches and also to gain culture life lessons and time For management, sure. relationship building and accountability while providing them with all the resources they need to make the recruiting process fun. And, and you know this, Coulter, most parents of high school athletes do not know where to start That's when right. an athlete decides they want to play in college. And Linda, being a former player and coach, recognized that the information provided to these parents and coaches were really generic. It was just generic. Totally. Yep. It wasn't tailored to each individual athlete and it wasn't straightforward at all. And so she saw the need for personalized and straightforward guidance in the in this recruiting process. And this past year, in all in one year, all eight of her 2024 athletes have successfully secured college placements. Super cool. And with that, you know, with her upbeat and positive and genuine mentorship approach, um, Linda really instills confidence in both the athletes and the recruiting processes. So her services do include customized packages based on where you're at in the recruiting process. These services can include video, uh, consulting, education, and exposure. And the best way to get in touch with Linda is to email info at lwchavideo.com. Or her phone number is 406-830-8323 or www.lwjvideo.com. If you uh, want to do that, if you have an aspiring high school athlete who needs help with specifically hoops recruiting, get a hold of uh, Linda and LWJ Productions. But also, if you're just somebody that's a high school sports aficionado, follow them on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram because the content is awesome. I mean, I'm not recruiting anybody. I look at it all the time because I just want to know what's going on with all the best uh, basketball players in the state. Her graphics are tremendous. Yeah, they're great. And I will say that uh, coming up here, August 5th and 6th, Linda is actually a featured coach over at North Idaho College. We like to really recognize former Big Sky Conference yeah. uh, players and obviously give a nod to Linda. But Nate Coville is the director of this camp. And this is the second annual post-player camp. Super cool. Coulter, which is great. Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller will also be coaches. Um, if you would like to learn more information about that, you can contact Coach Coville, 909-645-1162. I'm also going to put up the info on my Twitter. Nice. And, and Linda Jacobson is an amazing resource to find on any social media platform for LWJ Productions because she puts up all the most relevant information. So that's a great space to go. Community Spotlight presented by Man Mortgage as part of our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and Chick does no sports plus some baseball talk. We'll have more Where Are They Now next week. Thanks for being here, Krista. Thank you, Coulter. Always fun. What is now? Hour two coming at you. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 